These are stories about murder. <gasps> Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. <laughs> in Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake, and this is episode number 26. Yes, it is. And today we're talking about wine. All about wine. Mm-hmm. How Jess wines. No, uh, I wondered if one of us would go for a story that's a play on words. Neither of us did. It's just about wine-related things. Just wine-related things. And nothing nothing too of, severe. Kind of barely wine-related. <laughs> <laughs> nothing too severe. No, mine have all to do with wine. All of it is wine. I thought yours was a case of someone mistaking something else for wine. No, that's what I was going to talk about. Oh. But I changed it. That's true. Okay, I was confused. Now, it is the soul <laughs> of my stories is wine. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my- you ever, see, you ever see the movie Sideways? Yes. You know, that's like all about wine? Yeah. So are my stories. Like Sideways? Just like Sideways. Okay. Except a lot more death. I'm talking about how wine can kill you. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a, kind of like a PSA. Yeah. Like, yeah. We you know, can, watch out. Be careful. Be careful because- and I will deliver some examples. Okay. Wow, Jake, good for you. I know. Warning the public. The dangers of wine. It's a passion of mine, I think, now. The dangers of wine are your passion? Yeah. Okay. I think so. That and alcohol. Alcohol. I just love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, yeah, mine, mine's wine adjacent, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, for now, any, uh, any updates you'd like to share? Well, first of all, before we get into updates, dumb. I don't know. I didn't think it mattered what order we said things in. It matters. Fine. Because I wrote it down in a specific order. And the first things first, we got to thank our wonderful patrons. That's true. Thank you so much, thank patrons. Thank you, patrons. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Jess doesn't like you as much as I do, but it doesn't mean you're not awesome because Don't you listen to him. You know, he spouts falsehoods. Um, and I do just want to say, I know we have some global listeners on this podcast, and I will say all of our patrons are American. And I'm not the one that's going to say America is the best country in the world. I'm not going to say that. But I'm saying now's your chance to make an argument. Become a patron, you global <laughs> you global folk, you. Yeah, the race for becoming our most. Yeah. Wouldn't it be, <laughs> wouldn't it be hilarious if we were like the biggest podcast in France or something? <laughs> that would be incredibly ironic. That would be so ironic because- we shit on France all the time because it deserves, it deserves all the shit. We're talking about wine today. We're, um, I don't yeah. know about Jacob. I'm going to talk a lot of shit about France today. Oh, I'm jealous. I should have, I should have leaned into it, but I didn't. Well, not a lot. Probably like, yeah. you know, sometimes you just can't predict it. An episode will come around and we'll talk a lot of trash about France for like 10 straight minutes. That this is one of those episodes. I mean, look, they had it coming. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. 
If you hate the French, become a patron. If you are Fran- French, become a patron. Prove to us that France is worth keeping around. By know? the way, I don't have a problem with French people. I think France. Oh, the people are fine. The people of France are fine. It's the country. I have no idea. And its inhabitants. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never been to France. I've never met a person who was from France. I, you meet a lot of people in America who are like, my great grandma was from France and France. my, or my dad was originally born in France or something like that. Um, I, the closest I've ever met to a French person, it, like myself is a Belgian woman and she was really nice. Didn't you have a friend? A French friend? No, wasn't she, wasn't, wasn't your, you didn't have a friend, France? Her name was France. Yeah. Oh, her but, name was France. <laughs> <laughs> but she was Filipino. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, whatever. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Shots. Shots. So we. Whip it out. Whip I it out. will. Go I ahead. will. So we had some shots today of something that broke a TSI record. That's three shots in. That's what the kids are calling it now, you know, because we're getting yeah. popularity. All you shot heads. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but I can't think of anything better. It's so good. No, it really has to be it's that. It's so good. <laughs> but we broke TSI records today with the most expensive bottle of tequila Bottle of liquor, period. Bottle of liquor. We have ever taken shots of, and that is Legendary Dookie. <laughs> Legendary Duke. Oh, oh. Extra on Yeho Tequila Founders Edition, aged three years. Yes, it is 100% agave. It does have John Wayne's signature on it. It does. This is John Wayne's recipe, apparently. Well, I mean, I, you know, don't, you know care. What? I don't really care to read the back, but his picture's on it. You know what? It better be his recipe for the price of this bottle, which was $360 on the low end of the market. By the way, the average price I saw was at least 500. This bottle right here, 360, which means every shot we took on the live tonight was $12 each, $12 per. Yep. Making the grand total of tonight $72 yeah. plus the $2 that I spilt on the table. Right. There was some drippings yeah. on the table. It's liquor, so it dried up you know, all on its yeah, own it's pretty quick. Down. It's nice and smooth now. But someone pointed out that someone was Flash that um, each shot was the dollar equivalent of about a bottle, 1.23 bottles of Old Tom Horan Old whiskey. Tom. And probably the same for Popov. We could have gotten a, a handle of Popov, a jug of Popov for the price of one shot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our honest opinions, I'll go first. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good tequila. It burned a lot, but it, you know, it had John Wayne's signature on it. I expected it to come with a little pain. I enjoyed the taste. Jacob? Well, to say I hate it is very strong, but I hated it. <laughs> I did not like that at all. So it's it, it's a strong word. Hate is a strong word, but an accurate it one. Was, it was, it burned all of me. It was so flavorful, but the flavors that make me want to throw up, right? Yeah. And, but it was so packed with it that when I took that shot, that feeling of I want to throw up lasted like 60 seconds each time because it just wouldn't go away. Now, not saying that it's bad. I've never had a tequila that did that to me. 
right? And I've had shitty tequila. Are you really sure? shitty tequila. Yes. Hmm. I've tried very, very, very shitty tequilas. That tequila hit me harder than any other. So Even maybe that one, what was if that? you're like a, a tequila connoisseur, this would be amazing, right? I also don't like whiskeys or expensive whiskeys. I think the more expensive a whiskey gets, the worse it gets, right? Just give me fucking Jim Beam and call it a day or uh, Jack Daniels and just call it a day. Okay. Right? Like if I'm going to drink it, I'll just drink the shit because I hate the expensive stuff even more. It was it's an ex- expensive shot taking. Yeah. And we're following it up by good old Shiner Bach. Of course. Shiner Bach of uh, Spotsil, Texas. Mm-hmm. From Shiner, Texas. Shiner, Texas. Spotsil Brewery. Since I always have a hard time with that. Brewery? Yeah. I never you also it. can't say rural, huh? Rural. Rural. If I, if I say it, I have to be real Southern. Rural. Rural. Like you have to say it like you're from the South. You have to say it like you're from a rural area. No, you you don't. Rural. I didn't. I can't rural. Mm. Doesn't work. It's interesting. Justine can't say burger. Justine is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Do not compare me to her. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Jeez. Well, anyway, uh, any updates? Any updates? Um, well, my update would be also my wife's update. Um, our child, the little baby, mm-hmm. um, I think she's at 14, possibly 15 weeks okay. at this point. Um, it is the size of a little troll doll. Aww. Yeah, yeah, that was what we saw was a troll doll or a, or a beet, like like a from from Shroot Farms, like a beet. Mm-hmm. So beet, but I like the troll doll. I've been calling it troll lately. I like the troll doll reference better yeah. as well. And starting uh, bringing up the second trimester for Danny, I'm paying the troll toll. If you know what I mean? Sex. I, it's okay. We're having a lot of sex. <laughs> it's been fantastic. So she's reached the horny stage. Yes. Oh, and she's here. So we're going to be quiet about this now. Oh, Just no. how about your updates? My updates. You're probably going to walk in. Just watch. She'll be embarrassed. Um, let's see. My updates. Um, I finished my indie video game called Carrion. Carrion, like like I'm carrying my bag? Um, pronounced the same way, but the word is carrion like um leftover, you know, dead remains of things. I I've never heard that word before. It's like leftover Is that a real word? No, it's a real word. Or is that a fake video game word? No, it's a real word. Yeah. Okay. It's like dead meat that's been left behind. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So like when, when the vultures come and they pick out a carcass, the but they don't, they don't eat the entire carcass. Yeah. They just leave the scraps. Yeah. I could That's- be wrong. I don't think I am, but the game is super fun and you're, uh, it, it's kind of a twist on a horror game. Instead of being attacked by a mutated alien, you are the mutated alien. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And you can evolve over time yeah. and you just, you know, eat a whole bunch of people. It's a blast. I had a great time. That's awesome. That reminds me of a game I played when I was a kid called Destroy All Humans. Oh, that's still the kids love that game. So much fun. You play as an alien uh-huh. who just is just destroying small towns all over the Midwest. You are killing humans. You are abducting their cows. Yeah. Mom and dad never wanted to buy it for me, but they kept renting it from Blockbuster, you know, so you might as well just purchase it. Oh, my God. Because I would throwback. <laughs> I would rent it from Blockbuster, play it for five days and then take it back and renew it. You know, when Terry and I first started dating, we, it was long enough ago now that we went in on a Blockbuster membership together. Whoa, you went <laughs> halfsies? 
on Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. Oh, come in. You're on camera. I hope you have makeup on. Fuck you, I don't. <laughs> Are you guys going to come here now or should we just drop it in and go? I don't mind either way. Yeah, we'll be right there. Okay, love you, bye. Love you. That was clearly to me. I'm her favorite of the two No, of us. it wasn't. It was to me. Um, I just don't think so. Well, she's not sitting on your penis tonight. You know what I mean? That's what you think. <laughs> no, but really though, since, uh, you know, she's been all horned up. <laughs> horned. And, uh, and uh, we're, uh, I, I convinced her that like, hey, I'm getting real low here because she's here. Um, I was like, hey, like. <laughs> We're not going to be able to do some of our favorite positions. I'm not going to be able to pull off my best moves. When you're like bulging out. You know? <laughs> and so we've been doing just the best things. <laughs> and awesome. Well, good for you, man. <laughs> because very soon it's going to be nothing but doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's go eat and we'll come back on this wheel spin. We will. You won't even hear us come back. You're just going to hear the wheel spin. No, there'll probably be a little. No, nothing. Maybe something. Nothing. There Maybe won't be, just there, a won't little, be there won't be nothing. Just like a quick. You can go wine tasting and get drunk, obviously, with one celebrity. Who is it? Mm. I don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Um, I don't know her name. I, I think it's Sophia. Vergara. Vergara, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Married to the the big man who mm-hmm. was the werewolf. In, um, yeah, the white guy. The sex vampire show. True Blood. True Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, her. That would be so much fun. She's super funny and super pretty. And I can barely understand her sober. <laughs> and I feel like if we were going wine tasting and we were getting drunk, Mm-hmm. It would be even better. Yeah. Especially because she would be like talking to the sommeliers, you know, uh-huh. they'd be all like, oh yeah, you can really taste the notes of. Acorn. I don't, yeah. I don't some, know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they look for. Squirrel in jizz is in this one. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, she would, she would be like trying to taste it and she just can't, you know, because she's drunk. Mm-hmm. I cannot do her accent and I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think I'd have a lot of fun um, wine tasting with someone like Gerard Butler, I think. Mm, too mellow. I just, I like that though. I like that it'd be mostly chatting and all the fancy stuff, like in order to get like the good wine, because obviously the waiter would hate me because I'm trashy. Um, he would know all the fancy things to say to get them to bring like the primo stuff out for me to try. Okay. Um, he'd be really chill about it, and he we would both be cursing up a storm. Okay, but now he's paying, right, because he's Gerard, and every time he goes to sign the bill, he signs it, and then he writes on the bottom, P.S., I love you. Now what? Do you still have a good time, or are you more annoyed now? I mean, is he saying it to me, or? No, to the waiters, or waitresses, or sommeliers. Uh, no, that's fine with me. That's disgusting. Why? I would have left him at that winery. What's wrong with that? First of all, he wouldn't. This hypothetical scenario, he definitely does. I know, but it's not a likely scenario. So I'm going to risk it. Yet it's definite. In this scenario that we have created, this is going to happen. I'm not going to notice because I'm not going to watch him sign the bill. Okay, but you do. (laughs) No, I don't. And you see it. 
<laughs> and then you see him do it every single time. Yeah, I'm, it, it's fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have left him. I'd have been like, ooh. <laughs> Homie, like, you what still if, remember that one? What if he's got, like, waitresses swooning over him? First of all, he's Gerard Butler. He definitely does. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he does that, and they're like, oh, my God. I'm creaming my little waitress pants because he put P.S. I love you at the bottom of the But let's be real. Check. He's Irish, right? I'm really not sure. I think he is because he was in Rock and Rolla. Mm, I remember. And I think that's his real accent. He might have exaggerated a little bit, but I think that's his accent. I don't really watch celebrity interviews. I don't know how he speaks outside of acting. So mm. not sure. I'm going to write that down for the break. Um, yeah. Gerard and it and also I. says right here. And it's in the fine print, uh, but it says, if you chose Gerard Butler, he writes, P.S. I love you at the bottom of every receipt. It's not long enough to fiddle that in. You have everything, the whole thing. It's, on. it's in the in the subtext. That's really, I really doubt that it's on there. No, 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 but it does. It's fine. We can move on. Okay. It doesn't matter um, because you, you are up first. I am up first. And boy, do I have a doozy. Is it a doozy? It's a doozy. What kind of doozy? Like the, like, super sad, like, children die doozy? Yeah. Oh. It's that kind of doozy. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rough. It's a rough one. But they die, like, peacefully in their sleep from, like, a brain aneurysm or mm something? Mm-mm. No. No. They die of, they were, they were, they just slept too long? No. No, it's worse. Like a, like a sleeping beauty type of death? Nah. No? Nah. So. <clears throat> they were loved so much it killed them? I mean, that'd be pretty sad too, but no, it's not that. But like in the cute way, like a Disney way. What's the Disney way of dying? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You were loved so much that you died. No one in a Disney movie has died because they were loved so much. I bet the next one will. Pay you me, <laughs> Disney. Pay me for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, not like that. Not in any kind of Disney way did anyone die in this story. That's the movie, by the way. You only die when you're loved and everyone wants to die. Oh, um, I guess Gamora died because she was loved so much. That was technically by a her movie. adoptive father, Thanos. Thanos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Big purple man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Played by Kurt Russell. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I did my research on wine, but specifically on wine murders. And this is how I discovered this story. I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah, yeah, please do. April 14th, 1989 in Sonoma County, California. Okay. Um, Sonoma, Sonoma County police get a call about winery supervisor Ken Booty. Ken Booty? It's B-U-T-T-I. Not sure how else to pronounce it. Buddy? I mean, if it was an E, maybe Butte. Yeah, no, it looks like booty to me. So, Ken Booty. Uh, he suffered a non-fatal gunshot wound to the shoulder. Oh. Yeah. And when he's interviewed, he tells them that he was shot by an angry employee who worked under him at the vineyard. His name was Ramon Salcido. Mm. And as the day went on, Ramon became responsible for what is still considered the worst crime in Sonoma history. And it's okay. California. There's a lot of crime there. I mean, not in, not in like fucking wine country. That's where all the richies are. Yeah. 
Well, well and most of it's just land because of all the vineyards. Yeah. Like, right. not a lot of people. So we'll get into what the crime was, but we're going to give a little, little background first. So Ramon Salcido worked in a vineyard. Um, it, it, there were many articles about what happened and two, there were two different names given. So I don't know where exactly he worked, but it was a winery. He did that to support his family. He was 28 at the time. His wife, Angela, was in her early 20s. So she stayed home and she took care of their three young daughters. They had oh. Sophia, who was four, Carmina, who was three, and Teresa, who was one at the time. Ramon was known as hardworking, but he was also notorious as a hard-drinking, short-fused type of guy. Nice. Oh. His relationship with Angela seemed to be strained from the beginning. Not only did they struggle with money, but they fought constantly, and Ramon was possessive and abusive. Yeah, he sucked. Less nice. Yeah. Yeah, not so great. Um, sometime not too long before Ramon flips, which was April 14th, 1989, if you recall. When he shot his boss? One of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Ramon uh, finds out somehow that Sophia, <gasps> his and Angela's four-year-old, is not his child. <gasps> Some articles said that she confessed this to him. Other articles said that he had been suspicious and he got a paternity test done. Um, so he and Angela got married in December of 1984. He'd been around 23 at the time. She had been 19 and pregnant. I assume she must have told Ramon that it was his baby. But knowing what we know now, maybe she lied to him about this because uh, she'd actually come from a staunchly Catholic family and felt the pressure to marry him in order to avoid judgment. Or maybe she just feared Ramon's response would be, you know, a violent one. Or just like, hey, I don't want to raise another man's baby. We're going to break up. Yeah. She didn't want to hear that. Just didn't want to. So she lied. So Angela is the real villain here. Well, let's just... That's what I'm hearing. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see. Back to 1989. Finding this out, things between the two of them become extra tumultuous. Uh, people around her are telling her it's not safe for you anymore, advising that she leave with the kids. The house is very tense. Okay. And that tension was made even worse in the days just before April 14th, as Angela learns learned that Ramon had another wife somewhere. Oh, Ramon. A marriage that was still active when he married her. And that he has a child with that woman as well. She finds all this out when Ramon is served with papers requiring him by law to pay 500 in monthly child support. Um, which is money they don't have. You know, they're not doing so hot on his vineyard money. <laughs> He's supporting his family by, by pouring wine at a vineyard. I mean, or picking grapes or something. I don't know what he's doing, but it's not looking great. Angela's pretty, you know, upset. They right. both are, you know, having learned some pretty heavy truths about each other recently. Angela had begun pursuing a career in modeling. Okay. She'd, she'd already found an agent. She had done a couple photo shoots. Apparently she was really good. Ramon, not on board with this decision. Um, it didn't seem like Angela cared, though. So one article suggested that he was convinced she was having an affair. Right. I will say it's worth noting that making her own money would give Angela the freedom to leave, um, which could potentially mean at least two more child support payments for Ramon. Oh, he can't afford that. 
No, he can't. He couldn't even afford one. No, 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 too much. On April 14th, Angela leaves the house for an interview and a photo shoot, leaving Ramon to watch the girls. That's the day he shot the guy. It is. So. Now we're going to jump to the perspective of the cops, specifically Detective Brown, who was looking into the shooting of Ramon's supervisor. Interviewing Ramon's supervisor, as well as his co-workers, they learned that Ramon had an issue with authority. Okay. A violent one, as it turns out. Um, and his co-workers specifically mentioned that he often mocked his superiors. Also, um, that he liked to mix booze with cocaine. Oh, okay. Just to blow off some steam. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Not long after they finished up with that shooting, they got word of a second supervisor at the winery a man named Tracy Truvy, who was found shot dead in his car just two miles away. After that, they decided, hey, this could be a pattern starting. So they beeline it straight to the Salcedo house. Detective Brown said they immediately find three small tricycles in the front and they find blood spatter on the front door. Are you sure that it wasn't wine stains? I'm not, but the detective was. Okay. So they move in, guns ready. They find a lot more blood spatter inside, and before long, found the body of Angela Salcedo, shot in the head three times. Yikes. Ramon and the three girls are missing. 20 miles away, the bodies of Marianne Richards, Angela's mother, as well as the bodies of her two younger sisters, Maria, who was 12, and Ruth, who was nine, are found in their home. Ruth's body was found in the kitchen. Her throat had been slashed. Maria's was found upstairs in the master bedroom with her nightgown pulled up around her waist and her throat had been slashed. And Marianne's was found in the house, but near the garage with multiple wounds where investigators believe the attack began. All of them had been killed with the same 12 inch bread knife. Uh, bread knife. Yeah. So it's... That's, that's the one with, like, the little, like, rounded... It's serrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's pretty evident this is a spree killing. Uh, he must have flipped, and it's... I mean, who knows when it's going to end. So they put the word out. All the schools across Sonoma County go into lockdown. They send helicopters up, um, and they fly all up and down California and even into Mexico looking for him, Sophia, Carmina, and Teresa. About 7 p.m., 25 or so miles from the murder scenes, they find or found Ramon's abandoned car, and inside they found the knife, an empty bottle of champagne, photos of Ramon and his family, and a note written in Spanish that said, Forgive me, God, but this law made me do it. We could live better, me and my children, but what can I do? Detective Brown said that they believed the law he referred to was the court-ordered child support, which forced him. It gave him no choice. Yeah, he didn't have an option. Yeah. What, am I going to pay 500 No, so mm-hmm. I might as well just murder everybody and go to prison. I have to give up my cocaine habit? Not it's likely. Ask, it's asking too much. Um, so at this point, Detective Brown said that they hoped he still had the girls with him and that he was taking them to Los Mochis, Mexico. Los Mochis? Mochis. Okay. Los Mochis, Mexico. That was his hometown. It's also where his mother was living at the time. 36 hours after all of this began, they receive a report that a transient was looking through a garbage dump for wood and discovered what he at first thought was three dolls. Ah. 
When authorities arrived to the scene, they found all three girls' throats had been slashed. And he threw them in a dumpster? But that by some miracle, Carmina, the third middle child, was still alive. That's not a miracle. She was still alive. Her throat had been slashed. Um, taking that the girl's- That girl's life is fucked. Taking the girls to the dump and killing them was the very first thing Ramon had done. They'd been in there that whole time. Yikes. Carmina was rushed to the Petaluma Valley Hospital, where she was nurtured back to health and eventually made a full physical, at least, recovery. Yeah. Um, Ramon Salcido was arrested in Mexico in the process of fleeing to his mother's home in Los Mochis, which they predicted. He was transported back to California and was sentenced to death. But so far as I was able able to tell, uh, he is still on death row in San Quentin today. Well, yeah, he was. if he was sentenced to death in the... What, 80s? Um, it was 89 when it happened, so he probably wasn't sentenced to oh, early 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah. he's fine, because when was Manson sentenced to death? What I read was that California hasn't actually followed through on a death sentence death sentence since 2006. Yeah, they just let the, they just let the people sit on death row until they get too old and die. Yeah, Charles, we learned, like, go figure, we assumed Charles Manson's death sentence had been carried out because we hadn't looked it up. And then, you know, one super smart, educated listener reached out <laughs> and, you know, very graciously and patiently, gently informed us that Charles Manson actually ended up dying of like cancer or some shit. Yep. So as far as you know, Ramon's still kicking. He is still kicking. Yeah. He now refers to himself as Reverend Ramon. Oh, he's a reverend? No, but he does call himself that. <laughs> okay. Um, he has found faith. Uh, what's worse is Carmina attempted to visit him. Okay. She was in like her early twenties or something. She decided she wanted to see him, see how it would go. Um, it did not go how she thought. She said she was hoping that he would be very remorseful and sorry. Um, and that he would take the whole thing very seriously, you know? Um, and that wasn't the case. She said he was very delusional he smiled the whole time um, and kind of acted like nothing had ever happened, even though she was visiting him in prison, which he was locked up in for doing all of it. Right. Like it was just a big family reunion, you know? She said he never brought it up and didn't apologize or anything even. So right now, she has a daughter of her own. Um, she works as a dog groomer. Her childhood was pretty fucked. Yeah. Um, but... As of now, as an adult, she seems to be living a pretty balanced life, seems to be pretty healthy. She wrote a book about her. Of course she wrote a book. You know, her life and experience. Which means she didn't write a book. Someone came to her with a written book. Yeah. And was like, hey, maybe give us your notes and then put your name on it. <laughs> Whatever. Good for her. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've never heard of that before. I'd never heard there was a murder spree in fucking Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. That's wild. All because of a fucking child support. Child bill. support. But isn't that so common when you find murder suicides, when it's family related, that it's the father taking out well, the whole family because of finances? Someone, someone fucked him over in a divorce. Not that he didn't have it coming, but someone fucked him over. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then he just like, fuck it. I might as well just end everything. Oh, I didn't mention that. I said murder suicide just now. He had planned to commit suicide. But his, he said his mom had convinced him to see her one last time before he did it. So he was going to go to his mother's house, 
because he said he told her he murdered his wife. He didn't really get into detail about, you know, all of the other stuff, like his children. Um, but that she had said, no, don't kill yourself. Come see me first. So he was like, okay. <laughs> no, mijo, let me make you some arroz con leche. <laughs> Yo, it'll, it'll make everything feel better. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. So he Yikes. was, he was going to do that. He was just going to kill himself. Um, but yeah, Mm-mm. that didn't happen. And now he's, he's alive and a reverend. Stop calling him a reverend. He's calling himself that. He's not a reverend. I'm saying it sarcastically. Obviously, I don't consider him a reverend. Reverend? Yeah. What even, what even like branch of Christianity is that? I'm not sure. They have reverends. I'm not sure. His wife was Catholic, so that would be priest. Reverend, I guess. Maybe it's Protestant. Not sure. I have no idea. No idea. But I don't know is that your story was terrible. Yeah. That was shitty. Mm-hmm. Three dolls in a fucking dumpster. I know. They had other stuff in there. Like the like cops had quoted some of the things the, the three-year-old had said when she was finally able to speak. And it was just so sad. I couldn't say it because it made me cry when I read it. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. God. Sorry. Mine are at least funny. Well, that's good. That's what we're going to finish on. It's been a while since I brought you guys down. They're not funny. They're not. <laughs> You're lying. But we're going to laugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. You can't laugh at fucking kids getting their throats cut. No, I know that. But it's impossible. It's such a huge deal, though. Like, you yeah. need to hear those stories. Like, that stuff happens. You just had to cut them out of his life. Was it bad? Or In was poor it taste. too soon? In poor taste, Jacob. <laughs> poor taste. Okay. Okay, well, we're going to go on the break, and then we'll come back. Okay. Finish up the second half, yeah? Tight. Tight? Rad. How about tits? Clits. How about bitchin', brah? Okay, you can hit the buttons now. I got to go rip a fat piss. Comes in bottles, comes in bags. Comes out of the mouths of whiners. Goes into the mouths of winos. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, nothing makes me whine more than a bad product. Oh, uh, bad products make me whine all day. There's so many bad products in this world. You know whose products would never make me whine? Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons & Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N, 
K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us just like we love you. You don't plan on watching the new Flash movie, right? Not even a little bit. That's good. Uh, it apparently was really bad. Okay. A really bad movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone hated it. Okay. Um, but because um, they started doing all these like multi-dimension things, yeah. uh, the Flash movie did it too, mm-hmm. right? And that's why, because the Flash is, in, in the new DC movies, Batman is Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. right? Right. But in this one, right, they, they alter different realities or whatever, and Batman is Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton comes back. Superman is now Superwoman. Uh-huh. Like, it's, like, Superman never existed. It's a woman now. Sure. Or whatever. Um, but also, there's a, apparently a part where the Flash is, like, running through all these dimensions or something. <laughs> okay. And sees all of these different people being superheroes. Mm-hmm. Right? So, sees, like, George Clooney or whatever. Right, as Batman, like all the different oh, Batmans I see. and stuff. Yeah. But there's a very special cameo in there. And what is that cameo? You know what that cameo is. Nicolas Cage as Superman. No. Yes, because he was technically almost Superman. He was. He was Superman. Mm-mm. And then his movie got canned. But he was Superman with like long stringy hair, like straight out of Con Air. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And they didn't do anything to repair the hairline. They did. They did not. It was still. It was still all Nick. Uh, Because he looked like alien enough that you'd believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I recall the screening um, very briefly circulating around the Internet for a little bit. They pumped money into it enough that they had a full costume, a set, the whole nine. They had Uh a script. They casted. Everything was ready to go. And then for some reason, it just didn't happen. But yeah, Nicolas Cage was Superman. Great. Very exciting. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Also, we just saw during the break, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. that Nicolas Cage is the new villain in, in Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight, yeah. He's the new murderer. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is himself. It looks exactly like Nicolas Cage, and it sounds like Nicolas Cage. I would put money down that Nicolas Cage voiced his own villain. He had sounded like he probably did or could have. Yeah. I hope you know that's all your kids are going to see on YouTube is everyone is playing that so that they could be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and kill people. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool. You're going to see a lot of Nicolas Cage very soon. I don't think so. I wasn't even allowed to watch what was apparently the best Spider-Man movie in the world. Which one? The newest one. No Way Home. That wasn't the best. Apparently it's the best one. Don't say the stupid cartoon one. Cartoon one cannot be the best one. It was really good. It was obviously the best one, but you can't say it that way. That is the, that is the political middle ground. You must pick a side. You must pick a movie. I really liked um, Homecoming. Homecoming was okay. I liked it. I liked Far From Home. Oh, that's the one I meant. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh Uh-huh. That was funny. I liked it. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. It was cool. But apparently No Way Home was like way better. Uh, Yeah. the best. I I watched it though. I didn't think it was the best. And I couldn't even watch it. It did have Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin though. 
Yeah, which is dope. And they brought back Jamie Foxx for the shocker man. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, an electrocuted man of some kind. I, Electro. <laughs> I don't remember at all. Yeah, he was shocker guy. I had never heard of that character, so yeah. no idea. Yeah, Electro is one of the sinister six. Let's move on. Whatever. So while I was doing my research for wine, yeah. wine disasters, and I think I specifically looked up wine massacre. Nice. That's a good search. Yeah. And what popped up was a bunch of stories, like the one that I found. And like another one was like last year or two years ago or something, a family of four or not a family of four, two families, um, but four people total died while making wine all at the same time, you know? It's an interesting story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting story. Ah, yes. Um, so <laughs> I didn't read it. I just noticed the headline. Anyway, all that to say, all, all of the headlines in the search were stuff like that. You know, actually, actual stories of people dying. Uh -huh. One of them said the the judgment of Paris 1976. Okay. And I was like, Wow. That sounds like a really historical name. Must be really important. So I clicked on it. Um, it was literally a wine tasting competition. People entered their wines and a like board of uh, French wine sommeliers blind tested everybody's wine to decide who had the best whatever kind of red when whatever kind of white. And someone cyanided them? And... Napa, California won both categories <laughs> <laughs> and they were so embarrassed <laughs> and disgusted. It became a historical event in their country. They gave it a name. <laughs> it was the Judgment of Paris, 1976. Napa Valley for the win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how much of an impact it had. <laughs> Sideways was in Napa Valley. They would be very pleased with this. <laughs> Honestly, I guarantee if we watch Sideways with that little piece of information, I guarantee they call they they call it out at one point. Maybe. I loved that movie. I don't think I watched it. It was weird. I know fun. Sandra O oh is in it. I know um, the oh, man you the man you have the hots for. I don't have the hots for him. You are always putting me in a position in like what ifs and would you rather's where he's my lover somehow. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. And that other guy with the flat mouth. I don't like, although he is funny from, from George of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. He was the villain. Um, it seems like I'm sure he's a super nice guy, but his mouth creeps me out. It's very like fish. Like, no, he kind of just looks like he like emerged from a rock. I don't get that from him. His, it's just that his lips have like, they're not colorful. Like they have no color at all. Like they, they look like fish lips. <laughs> Fish lips. You should make a movie called Fish Lips. Why would I do that? I don't know. It's a title that'll invite people in. Like, ooh, what's this about? You know? And then what's it about? And, and well, in today's age, everyone's going to think that it's about a woman who falls in love with a fish and fucks it. 
because everything is about a woman falling in love with something and that, that isn't a person <laughs> and fucking it. Oh my God. Wasn't there like a weird creature from the black lagoon offshoot type thing? And it was like, it was like a water, a fish man living in a tank and she like fucked him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I mean. Like all these movies today, women fucking things that aren't people. No one cares if you fuck a man or if you fuck a woman or if you fuck someone who is neither or whatever. Okay, Jacob, then what is Fish Lips about? Murder. (laughs) I imagine it's a comedy, like American Pie. There's like a rumor going around that if you fuck a fish's mouth, it feels really good or something like that. But then everyone gets like arrested for, you know, being a creep. Oh, no, no, no. But then everyone who who fucks the fish, fucks a fish, uh, like gets like murdered, like gruesomely, you know? Oh, so it's a, it's a horror film. It's a horror film. And so everyone who fucks the fish like dies. Okay. Right. And then like a year later, like everyone forgot about it. But then like now the fish remembers, but now like dudes are just like getting slaughtered and they're like, Oh, like they must've fucked fish, <laughs> you know? Like it's bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the fish though. It's not like the fish comes back. It was just, it was a serial killer. It's not like an animatronic no, body. There was never a fish. There was like, there was never, the fish was never killing people. There was a serial killer who was active like 10 years ago slaughtering people and they just like didn't care about it because they were like oh they fucked fish and they got the fish curse the fish lips curse or whatever and so the serial killer just like was like well whatever this is lame and stopped and then picked it up again like years later and instead of assuming that there's a serial killer they assume that people are fucking fish again that's funny no that could be really funny that could be pretty you know like watch out for like fish slasher joe because he can smell the fish on your dick or something like that (laughs) yeah you like wine? I like cheap wine. You like cheap wine. Uh, why do you like it? Does it get you drunk? No. I mean, yeah, I have to drink a lot of it though. But you know, I have a problem with wine as my like go-to source for alcohol because wine gives me hangovers. I get pretty bad headaches. Pretty bad. The next day always sucks. There's gotta be a better way. And now There is, thanks to Party Patch. That's right, it's a little sticker. You slap it on your arm, you drink away and away, and the next day you wake up feeling so energetic. It is a magical patch infused with B vitamins and taurine. That's right. It is incredible, and uh, we've tested it. It was great. I know you're wondering, where can I get one? I want one so bad. I want like a thousand of them. Go to partypatch.com. Make sure you use promo code three shots in and get yourself a little discount there. You do have to spell the word three out though. That's T-H-R-E-E-S-H-O-T-S-I-N. I think they know how to spell. You're the one who made it sound like they didn't. I was telling them they had to spell the word three out. They can see the title of the show. It's not like a number. Jacob, wouldn't it be so great if you had a subscription service that allowed you to pour more liquor? I mean, when it comes to liquor, I'm all about pouring more of it. Pour it, pour it all in your glass. I, I would if I could, Jessica, but unfortunately, there's no one that's delivering liquor to me. Well, I have news for you. There is a, subs- a subscription service. They are an affiliate of ours and they are called Pour More. I've heard of them. Don't they deliver like a new bottle of liquor? Every month? Every single month. Broaden your boozy horizons with uh, with promo code three shots in at 
as you sign up for your subscription. That's actually not how it works. I mean, you kind of left it to me, so I just yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't work like that at all. Redo, redo. They have redo. to click our link. Redo. They click our link when redo. they do it. Redo it. Redo. Go to threeshotsin.com, click the link, go to pour more, and get yourself a subscription. Or maybe you're feeling really generous and you want to like gift somebody one. Well, guess what? You can do that too. You can do three months, six months, twelve months. To get yourself a subscription, visit our website at threeshotsin.com. There you will find a link. Click on that link before you get that subscription because that is how Pour More will know that you were sent there by us. That is a boon to <laughs> us. A gift. And we would thank you for it. Thank you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> We're back from the break. Yes. What a fun break that was. A little long. We watched a couple short movies. We did. We watched short, some short films. Short films. As I recall, they were horror films. They were. We watched The Other Side of the Box. The Other Side of the Box. Um, a Grimace milkshake <laughs> horror film. Don't get it. And make me a else. sandwich, make me a sandwich, which was weird as shit. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, you know, it's a roll of the dice with the, the, YouTube short horror films, you know, there are a lot of stinkers in there, but there are some gems. Very few. Very, very from, few. From my experience, very few. Yeah. Yeah. And the one the very few that are good end up becoming like big movies. Smile actually was based off of a short film. So was uh Lights Out. Mm-hmm. But that movie, that was a stinker too. You did you watch it? No, I just heard then about how'd you it. know? I heard about it. How'd you know? And I watched the trailer and just really seemed like it wasn't good. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty bad movie. I saw it in theaters. Theaters? Drive-in? I don't know. Same thing, isn't it? Isn't it called a drive-in theater? Oh my God, it is, isn't it? I think I saw after that one was Annabelle Returns or Comes Home or something. Okay. Yeah. Which also sucked. So, yeah. you know, at least there's that. They're making another nun. Yeah, I saw it. Pretty sure it's still called The Nun. Pretty pretty catchy title. Yeah, The Nun 2. Oh, Right. They, they couldn't have done something else in there, you know? I don't know. The nun. Thrown in an adjective. Strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> something. Revenge of the nun. Maybe. I'd watch Revenge of the nun. Me too, actually. Like, that sounds like an interesting movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, spin the wheel, Jessica. I think I will. What famous person has aged like fine wine? Hmm. Lucy Liu. I haven't seen her lately. She's still hot. I have no doubt. Yeah. Aged like fine wine. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. You know, I, I may not be his biggest fan, but I got to say Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise has somehow kept it together this long. Yep. Tom Cruise. Um... George Clooney, you can see that he's aged, but he uh -huh. looks good in his age, you know? Brad Pitt's still looking pretty, you know, Brad Pitty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked, uh, I mean, it looked like he filmed Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then the next day filmed a bullet train, and those are like 20 years apart, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh-huh. You know who else was in that, that also aged like fine wine? Huh. Sandra Bullock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big time, for sure. Let's see. I mean, I think that's plenty. We've answered you want to keep saying 
No. The names of Now people. I want to play a game of who aged like shitty boxed Franzia wine. No, because you're going to say someone specific and I already know who it is. I'm not saying anything You're specific. going to say someone. I'm not there. saying anything We've specific. We've already drug their name through the mud and there's no reason to do it e- any further. What do you mean? Who who could we be talking about? Go on. I, I have no idea what you mean. Jessica? Jessie? Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> Sister? Oh, God. Um, okay. On, you go first. You go first. I'm going to be honest. Someone I don't think aged like fine wine is Keanu Reeves. No? You think he looks worse Listen, than his age? I still find him attractive. Yeah. But his age is evident, I think. That's just not a problem for me. You know, I just, he, it's pretty obvious how many years it's been, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I don't know, Billy Bob Thornton. That's who you were going to say? Looking pretty rough, Billy. Hmm. Okay. It's true. I can say so many things. Cher? Cher didn't age very well. It's difficult to tell. That's how you know. <laughs> um, we're talking about that, right? Oh, no. What up, Courtney? You listening? Miss Cox? Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to say. Who was I going to say? thought you were going to say Helen Hunt. Oh, Helen Hunt looks rough. <laughs> I know. She looks worse than Courtney Cox. But that's because Courtney Cox had her filler removed. She looks normal again. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. But apparently yeah, you can't. Can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks good again. And I'm so glad to see her in Scream 7 coming out next year. No. Yeah, it's going to be one? awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, They're going to keep it going forever. Okay. So when it comes to wine, mm-hmm. Jess. Yes. Did you know that wine can kill you? Yeah. So an early piece of evidence that we have is back in 1478. Whoa. Have you ever heard of Jean Plantagenet? I never have. The Duke of Clarence? No. <laughs> well, Jessica, he was a noble who was in the little, uh, you know uh, how Game of Thrones was based on, kind of loosely, um, a real historical thing called the War of the Roses? Sure. So it was essentially like these rival houses kind of sort of battling and doing fuck yous here and there and killing each other to ascend one of their family members to the throne. Okay. Okay. So he played the Game of Thrones. All right. Back in the late 1400s. He didn't play very well. He kept getting fucked over left and right. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I believe either his brother or his uncle or something became the king. Okay. And he was all like not chill with that. And so he then like swapped sides to the other side and like tried to dethrone them so that he would have another chance at the throne and become the king. Mm-hmm. It just went back and forth. Anyway, he picked he picked the wrong guy to fuck with, his brother, Edward. Oh, no. Not a very chill man. Um, he had his brother, who is George, George Plantagenet. Ah. Um, George, who was the Duke of Clarence at the time, was held in the Tower of London. Okay. Yes. He was tried for treason and he was found guilty. Now, the punishment for treason was death. But since his brother was the king, he actually had the jury add additional charges and make changes to how the punishment was carried out. Okay. For this one specific case of his brother. Instead of doing a public execution on George, they did a private 
execution. Okay. I mean, that seems merciful. You would think, except that on February 18th of 1478, George was drowned in a butt (laughs) of Malmsey wine. (laughs) A Malmsey butt of wine? A Malmsey butt of wine. (laughs) What is that? So, (laughs) luckily I can click this thing, a butt. Um, is a, was used to be a form of measurement. Um, essentially it's about 120 to 280 gallons. Oh, wow. So big vat. That's a huge butt. Of Malmsey wine. Malmsey wine, (laughs) uh, is, is an Italian wine coming from, uh, different kinds. Essentially it's a, it's a sweet wine. So, and these were white wine. These were French guys. Uh, French, English, kind of a mixture. Okay. So do you think it was like a slap in the face? Like that was his least favorite wine? Uh, that's exactly what I think it was. Yeah. I think I think when they were kids or teenagers or something, he, George, like threw Malmsey wine on Edward <laughs> and Edward held a grudge for all these years. And so he drowned wow. him in it. I think that's what happened. That is advanced pettiness. But yes, Jessica, you can drown in wine. I mean, you could drown in anything if there's a big enough butt of it. But you didn't know that wine was so dangerous. Oh. Because you can drown in it. Okay. Now, obviously, if your body is weak, you can drink too much wine and die. But if your body is strong, you'll pass out way before that happens. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so now we're going to move on. This next one, uh, you kind of sort of spoiled the ending of it. Sorry. But that's okay. So... Four Italian family members, okay, died. And another one of their family members died on the way to the hospital, but then was brought back. Oh. Resuscitated. Okay. Yes. Giacomo and Valerio Scafano and Santino and Massimo Carnavale. Okay. It's essentially like a father. So like two two sons or like, like a, a dad and his brother and their sons. Mm-hmm. So kind of brothers and brother or cousins. There you go. Yeah. So they made wine in their basement. Now, this is not uncommon in certain parts of Italy. I believe they bottled it and sold it. Like it wasn't like they were like bootlegging or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't very questionable or whatever. But for whatever reason that it was, one of the family members, one of the four, went down into the cellar to go check on their wine and didn't come back up. So another went to check. Yeah. Went down to the cellar, check, hey, what the fuck's taking you so long? And he didn't come back up. Now the other two are like, oh shit, what the fuck is happening? They go down to the cellar. Both of them together. And they don't come back up. Oh God. So now the other family member, the 36 year old woman, she was the daughter-in-law to one of the men that were there. They were all older, like 50 to 70. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So this daughter-in-law, was like, oh my God, I need to go check on them. She opens the door to the cellar and the the fumes were so strong, she had time basically to call an ambulance before she started dying. <gasps> the okay. fumes from the wine? Yes. What? Now we're, we're gonna get into the why, but before we get there, essentially they showed up, all four dudes were dead at the scene. Oh my God. Like I said, the woman, she died and was brought back um, transported to a hospital, made a full recovery, whatever. So 
the reason why this is so dangerous. So when you ferment wine, right? You have to, you turn grapes, right? You ferment grapes. Yeah. Now the yeast that you use to break down the grapes and because of the natural sugars and whatever that makes alcohol, mm -hmm. but it also makes carbon dioxide. Oh no. Okay. Now here's what gets fucking crazy. Okay. You have to think this was not just some small operation. There was not just one little thing of wine. They had multiple casks. Okay, now, were, was this just for them for themselves or were they hoping to sell it? I think they sold it too, like okay. as a hobby. Okay. You know, um, it, it wasn't a business. It was, it was like a hobby or whatever, but they also, I'm sure they drank the shit out of it too. So when you make wine, the carbon dioxide that's produced in wine versus other forms of fermentation is five times more concentrated. It's more concentrated than planes, cars, any of this, something that produces carbon dioxide. Okay. One liter of fermented grape juice produces 60 liters of carbon dioxide. Ugh. Okay. Now, just one liter? They sink to the bottom of confined spaces. Yeah. So you wouldn't breathe it in unless there's so much of it that it fills fills a space. It, it essentially filled the entire cellar and started seeping into the house. Oh my God. Yes. Um, so pretty, pretty bad. Um, you could only assume that they had some sort of vent that stopped operating. Like they had done this before and obviously their house didn't fill up with carbon dioxide. Well, like I said, this was no small operation. You can see this picture here. It's a very shitty picture, but you can see at least, There's at least three, three barrels kegs there. Yeah. Um, that they're fermenting wine. So that's no butts. That no, no, no butts. Not that big. Okay. Um, but clearly there's a lot of liters of grape juice being fermented. Uh-huh. Causing 60 times that of carbon dioxide. I, well, yeah, I guess what I'm, what I was not sure of is they, was it that they'd never made that much at the same time before? And so yeah. whatever they had, whatever system they had to like siphon it out of the house just wasn't working or not working fast enough? No, I think that their siphon to siphon out the carbon dioxide to the outside, just vent it up and get rid of it, right? I think that broke. Oh, and this doesn't really go into it. It's just more like, oh, this is such a tragedy. And, you know, they live in they live in this village with only a town of only 15,000 people. There was like everyone knew them and drank their wine or whatever. Yeah. So which uh, I, I kind of wish they'd walk you through it. So, you know, no one else makes that mistake. Um, but I came to that conclusion before I got to the bottom of the report. And I did read that the um, one of the investigators said that they're Winemaking environment, quote, lacked sufficient air ventilation. Mm -hmm. It was only a matter of time. Right. And uh, it got to them. So I'm not going to lie. When I saw the headline, you know, four people dead in a winemaking incident. Yeah. Um, I imagined some kind of terrible disaster happening while they're like squashing grapes. <laughs> they're like stomping on the grapes. <laughs> And there was a snake in there. I feel really dumb now because like that thing, that what you said makes more sense. <laughs> or they're, they're, they're sitting in their basement, like making wine and like a fucking like plane crashes into their house and kills them. I don't know. So it, Are you expecting this like absurd, just like 
God raining fire on them. So it had said that like two, like one or two of them had died and, or like one had died and then one died after that trying to save one of them. Like I it kept saying that like yeah. they died trying to save each other. And so I, don't, I just imagined that. I don't know what I imagined. I imagined everyone was standing in those like wooden barrel, half barrel things with all the grapes in it. With that video where she's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I, so. I imagined like someone's like, I don't know, they're like sinking into the grapes and like reaching. <laughs> it's out. like fucking quicksand now. I don't know why. You thought it was going to be another drowning? I wasn't sure. I didn't know what to imagine. That's just what popped into my head. Okay, well, I can <laughs> I, I can make the strong assumption that no one since George, <laughs> the Duke of Clarence, has died via wine drowning. Okay. 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 Yeah. And And these guys didn't either. And yes, they apparently were found in positions that they were trying to carry the unconscious body away mm -hmm. when they themselves became unconscious. Right. Just like one by fucking one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very unfortunate for the last one though. We're going to the Philippines. Okay. Now in the Philippines, they don't really have grapes. Okay. They don't grow grapes. Apparently they don't import enough grapes to make wine in the Philippines. Okay. So they got to get creative and what they do is they make a, a type of wine called lambanog. 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 Like lambnog? Kind of, except they make coconut wine. Yum. Oh, sounds kind of delicious. It does sound really good. Well, in December of 2019, hundreds of people that were at an event were taken to hospitals. Was it the lambnog? They were all drinking coconut wine, mm -hmm. also known as Lambanog, mm -hmm. and it was not made very properly. Oh. So in total, 300 people were taken to the hospital. They all drank the same brand of wine. The entire, because I guess they purchased it. And brought it there or something. We're just drinking it. Okay. Like they went to the, the store. They went to the grocery store and bought wine or whatever. Or maybe there was a local vendor or yeah. whatever, but they all bought wine. Um, so public safety went crazy. They locked this town down. It didn't say what they went to the hospital like with. Like, uh, severe stomach pains, um, symptoms of alcohol poisoning, uh, just hmm. things that didn't make sense. Nine people ended up dying oh, shit. that day. And essentially the city and the city state and a large, large part of the government in the Philippines is trying to now ban Lambanog. So we may never get to try it. Oh. Um, but they did say that when you go to the stores, that if you're going to buy coconut wine, that the large majority of it is manufactured by locals in their backyards. Ah, so yes. like, you know, tread cautiously. It is a, quote, unregistered alcoholic beverage. Okay. Um, and just the year before, 10, was so in 2018, 10 people had died right, from drinking coconut wine. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, they have very high uh, methanol content. You mean ethanol? I do not. I mean methanol. I, what's the difference? I don't know what the difference is. You know is. what? I don't know the differences either. Let's look at that. I hate typing on this fucking iPad. 
Okay. So they are both alcohol. Okay. Apparently methanol is has a higher acidity than water. Ethanol is about as acidic as water, apparently. Okay. Ethanol has heavy burning smells, emits bright blue flames. Methanol is unpredictable, has a characteristic odor, and when it's burned, it gives off a white flame. Ooh. Uh, ethanol is typically used to ferment food and crops. Methanol is manufactured by synthetic processes. So it's fake, fake ethanol, fake mm. alcohol. That's where they get you. Um, and it's obviously ethanol is used in alcoholic beverages. Methan since methanol is highly poisonous, it is not appropriate for use at all. It's genuinely, generally used in manufacturing of products such as formaldehyde. Oh my God. Uh. So that's what people in the Philippines were drinking. In I'm, their, I'm in glad their, you explained that. In their coconut wine. Now it makes a little more sense. You're drinking I knew I knew methanol. Wine. Yeah, I knew methanol from wine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew methanol was bad. I didn't know it was comparative or a component in formaldehyde. Yeah. That's gross. Isn't that what keeps, isn't that what goes into your, like a dead body? Mm -hmm. Formaldehyde is what they fill your body with after they, they siphon all the blood out. Although I've heard of. Or maybe, I mean, that's the impression I'm under, no, no, I guess. No. I don't know. No, no, no I think true. you're right. And I, I've heard of morticians drinking formaldehyde. Ew, what? Yeah. Oh, like to, like a buzz on the job? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it gets you like high as fuck or some shit. I have no idea. But I've heard of it because I've heard of a mortician dying from drinking formaldehyde. That's kind of ironic. A little bit, right? We should do another irony episode. Irony. Irony. Irony? Iron-y? Iron-y? We should do it. Uh, do you want to do that next one? We already have the other one picked out. That was a pretty good one. The one after. For now, though, let's spin the wheel one more time. Yes. One last time. Also, uh, PSA, do not drown in alcohol, ferment your own alcohol in your basement without proper ventilation, or drink coconut wine in uh, Philippines. Yes. Don't, don't do that. Don't do any of those. Drink wine from a bag like a normal person. Lambnog is formaldehyde. Lambanog. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who is not your spouse has a mouth full of grapes and is going to machine gun spit them into your mouth. Who do you choose? That was mine. I sent that in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so someone could be anybody, not necessarily famous or whatever, mm -hmm. but someone has a mouth full of grapes and will, in your words, machine gun spit them. Like like chipmunk full. Like, like a, their cheeks are like stretched. So like a cartoon when they're like P -p 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 -p, uh -huh. and like they just spit that shit. Yeah. Okay. So they're doing that with grapes. With grapes. That's disgusting. Yes. I don't like that at all. Um there's this woman I watch on YouTube shorts. I know everyone talks a bunch of shit about people who get stuck on YouTube shorts. At least that's that's the word on the internet. Um, I'm one of those people. Okay. I don't have any YouTube shorts. I have a few basketball shorts. Gonna I'm going to be a dad, okay? I got to make the jokes. We're just going to move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's this really cute little Asian dentist 
who does these little videos where she shows people scraping cavities and stuff or performing root canals and stuff like that. And she does a little green screen. So her head pops up and she explains what's going on, you know, and it's like, you know, in order to prevent this, you know, blah, 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 blah. she's adorable. And I bet her mouth is really clean. So I want her, you know, very cute, um, clean, adorable, clean dentist mouth to spit grapes into my mouth. Adorable dental surgeon, Asian lady. Yes. She will be spitting and she's probably got a smaller mouth too. Mm-hmm. Right. So that fewer, is, fewer that is kind of stereotyping, but we could assume. She looked like a really petite lady, so probably. Yeah, that's what I pictured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Fuck, that's a good one. I don't know. See, like, this is a tough one because I just can't choose, like, someone that's hot, right? Because that's still fucking nasty. Right. You know? You see, I went went for cleanliness. And that act is not hot, you know? I don't think getting machine gun spit grapes in my mouth. You also need to count on on them having the skill to do it with as little like saliva is possible. And then the accuracy, like how close to your mouth do they have to get to actually get the grape in, you know? Mm. How close do you think your, your Asian dental dental lady? She's so clean. She could be like right up on my mouth and it'd be fine. She just places them in your mouth with her tongue. Like that scene from Aeon Flux. I imagine she'd do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I imagine she'd do it one at a time. You know, like she'd get right up to my mouth and go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she just she just like mouth blow darts it like into your mouth as fast as she can yeah what if it what if it goes down your throat like what if you're not ready for it I know how to close my throat I can open and close it you can can open and close it whenever I want okay Okay. (laughs) I'm not worried about that (laughs) oh that's tough I'm gonna go with the only like super clean freak that I can think of off, off the top of my head okay but I don't trust that his mouth is as clean as I would want it to be, but it's as clean as it's going to get. Okay. Howie Mandel. He's probably very clean. Right. He's probably got a very clean mouth, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like he's the type of guy that only drinks water, like brushes his teeth right after he's done eating type of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he carries floss with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always popping an Altoid in there. Very good choice. Like opens a fresh pack of Altoids. Takes one or two and then throws it away because he touched those and contaminated. You can them. bet he won't get anywhere near you too. No. Yeah. I don't know. He'll, he'll practice for a month to make sure he doesn't have to, he'll be. hit me from 10 yards, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. shit will be on America's got talent. <laughs> me and Howie, he just spits those grapes and I catch them. Right. I think that's the move. I think that's what I'm doing. I think that was a really good question. Thank you. Wait, it was, I'm, you made a really good answer. I was saying good question. I was complimenting myself for sending in such a clever question. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah, well, I didn't like you. But if you liked what you heard, <laughs> please start crazy. Like, fuck. Idiot. Stop it. Stupid please, fucking Stop music. it. Like, let, me, let me go. Please like. <laughs> oh, my God. Please like, rate, and subscribe if you enjoyed the podcast. We would love to hear from you and get reviews. Um, please share this podcast. You can share it with absolutely anybody who eats grapes, anybody who likes wine, anybody who has OCD, just like Howie Mandel, anybody who watches YouTube shorts like a sociopath or anyone who likes anybody dentists or maybe you are a dentist. Share it with maybe you're even an Asian dentist. Anyone you think would enjoy it and visit our website at threeshotsin.com. There you will find 
uh, links to our Patreon, to our PayPal single time donation, as well as a link to our affiliates. We would very much appreciate you following those links. Thank you for listening. And uh, what's our topic going to be next week? Uh, the topic next week, Jessica, is worm. 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 Like, wow, it's kind of warm in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's a little warm in here. Oh, I just oops, I didn't do it. <laughs> Number 15. It's pretty warm. <laughs> That's what you just sounded like. You sound like chills. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening and remember, never forget. Napa Valley, California in the United States beat France in making wine back in 1976. Jessica, you know what we got to do now? USA. I don't want to do that. USA. Yeah, fuck you, you, France. USA. This is Sparta! And kick the guy. I turn around, and all my army are literally like this. He's Irish. He's Irish. Are we sure? Joe Schumacher called my um, agent and said, can Jerry sing?